Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Sunday, baby. Sunday is for football. And I just am so, so thankful. This is the last Sunday. This is it. This is it. We've got seven days. Two today. And we get 49ers regular season football. And, (laughs) I mean... As much as I am against, you know, prolonging the NFL season, like I get like the injuries and all those things, I'm so excited that there's 17 games. I'm also, I love this three preseason games, one week off right now. Just let everybody chill. It it takes all of the weight and pressure of injuries mounting and all those things during the preseason. No, no, no. We're going to have time to chill after the fact and take that time. Uh, for example, Trey Lance, right? Got that bone chip, you know, came down on a helmet, whatever. He just gets to chill. He's not going to miss any practice time um, out there. In fact, <laughs> they showed some clips of Trey Lance getting some workouts um, and going through all of the plays, but without a football. It's <laughs> he is out there, and it, 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 there's so much great news with what's going on right now. Again, it, I, I've said I say this a lot of times. But I feel like a little kid, you know, approaching Christmas. This is exciting. You know, college football's back on. And sure enough, the ghost of Chip Kelly past showed up, you know, BLSU. And, you know, I'm getting all these messages like, oh, Chip Kelly's like finally figured it out and all those things. And it just like brought me back. Like, remember where we were to help us understand where we are so that we could see where we're going. We have gone through a mess, man, <laughs> of coaches and lack of coaches and poor coaches and front office, all those things. These are good times. You know, is it Super Bowl or bust? I don't believe so. Um, but you want to win the Super Bowl every year. My my thinking is, you know, coach mindset, win the division, make it to the playoffs, move on from there, right? That That's the idea. Now, we got a lot to talk about today. Got a couple key transactions that took place. We have built the practice squad, which, you know, will be evolving for sure. But we're going to be going through some of that. I've got some, I got a film cut up I want to show you guys. I uh, want to talk a little bit about some giveaways coming up. And shout out to the Countdown crew showing up strong Sunday morning, man. I love it. Um, absolutely incredible. I want to say thank you to everybody. Remember, 
hashtag CC. Uh, you do that in the first 90 seconds of any broadcast, and that gets you entered. And we've got a lot of giveaways. I think we did four giveaways last month. Uh, it's a new month, September. We're going to have to bring some more stuff up for sure. Uh, but before we get to that and all those things, let's go, baby. Let's talk about the newest additions for the 49ers. Uh, both of them <laughs> we know well of. You know, when we initially set our 53-man roster, it's going to evolve because they decided to keep the 11 defensive linemen, which was great. I love that. Um, but we, we knew Maurice Hurst with that high ankle sprain was immediately going to go to IR. And, you know, the, one of the, the last person off my roster was the backup center, Jake Brindle, who played incredible during the preseason. I mean, he is legitimate, a backup center. I don't think they'd put him at guard. We haven't seen him play at guard. He's just going to be that center guy. And that's who they brought back. And so Jake Brindle comes back, which was awesome. I'm so glad he didn't get waived. You know, is he going to be the center of the future? I, I don't know if we want to go that far with Alex Mack being as old as he is. But you can step back and say, all right, I can see a pathway here. I, I, I can see something to, to form there. So uh, that's great news. You know, he didn't get claimed. And then, of course, Kyle Shedea can't help himself. Uh, we thought we got past this one. He brings back number 27. Good old Johnson. I love it. Uh, back to the actual, uh, you know, the team, the 53-man roster as well. Now, to make room for those guys, Maurice Hurst, as we talk about, and probably the biggest surprise <laughs> of the 53-man roster, that's cornerback Devontae Harris, who we haven't seen much of. He's had a hamstring, but he showed enough that the front, you know, coaching staff and everybody decided this is somebody we want to keep around at the expense of losing Jake Brindle our backup center, at the expense of losing number 27, our kind of versatility uh, umbrella, just in case, you know, everybody gets hurt in the back end, he can kind of play it all. So Maurice Hurst, Devonta Harris moved to IR. Now it's short-term IR, okay? Important. Once you make that 53-man roster, so here moving forward, you have an unlimited amount of short-term IR. You don't have to designate anymore. That's not one of the things you have to do. They changed the rules. Thank God for that. Every single person that goes on IR from here on out can be brought back after three weeks. Okay. Now, they could be on it longer, but you're allowed to bring them back at three weeks. And I also have to remember the pup list, they're out six weeks. So, um, you know, we've got some of those guys, Jeff Wilson Jr., um, things like that. Like, he can come back, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. <laughs> Dante Johnson, he's a 49ers legend. Yeah, I mean, I how many times has he been on the transaction wire for the 49ers, whether that's practice squad, cut, waived, um, released, brought back, you know, all those things. And I'm all here for it. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that I, I won't be surprised when he gets into coaching. And, you know, it, nothing negative against anything that he brings. I think that he stepped his game up considerably over, you know, two years ago, whatever. I just went like nuts <laughs> on him and refused to say his name because I didn't want to say anything bad about him. Um, last year, he played really well in the slot. So, you know, you take that for what you want. Yeah, if you're going to direct hate, I, I'm with you, Tommy. You want to direct hate at anybody on this roster, which you shouldn't. These are our team. They wear our, you know, our jersey. We support them, right? Faithful, we support the team. But it's Tom Compton. That's the one where it's like, hmm. Really? Like, yeah, this is this is why he's there. Um, so anyway, it's it's what it is. Um, <laughs> Terrell Rice, I want to say thank you. He said, "Here's your shout out to remind everyone how handsome you are." As promised, thank you, good man. Uh, good old T Rice. Yeah, we finished up our 49ers um, Super Fantasy draft. We had 60 teams, six divisions drafting. We had a little bit of turmoil. I'm making that right. If you're one of the people that didn't get in, trust me. I'm going to do you right, uh, and we'll get you in next year, I promise you. But, yeah, we had 60 teams draft last night, which was a lot of fun. Excited to see that. Of course, I'm going to win. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, it's it's easy. It's easy for me. Um, now, I do have a shout-out that I would like to give, and this is to a very special young faithful. Man, very far away, all the way up in Alaska, Callie, a young 49ers fan in Alaska. I just wanted to say, send some encouragement her way. Um once she gets to go to her very first 49ers game this year. But also, she gets bugged every day for being a 49ers fan up in Alaska because there's a lot of Seahawks fans up there. And I just want to say, hey, next time that happens, Callie, you ask them how many Super Bowls has their team won 
and just watch how quiet they get. One, because they probably don't know. Two, because if they do know, you don't want to brag about that. Um, and so I love the faithful. I really, really do. And, you know, one of the things that we're doing with giveaways, um, which I'm going to brag real quick here, look at all these giveaways <laughs> that have accumulated for our 49ers rush road trip. Um, we got all, and again, if you're just listening, I'll kind of, I can't list them all. There's too many. I got uh, nine jerseys currently still building, got a bunch of pop culture, little uh, figurines and stuff, got an autographed Joe Montana jersey, autographed. Fred Warner jersey, thanks to Pristine Auction. Um, you know, Trey Lance, Trey Sermon, Warner, another <laughs> Bosa, Roddy Lott, Jerry Rice, and Joe Montana. We're giving all this stuff away. And a couple of those jerseys that I got, they're youth jerseys. And the big reason why I wanted youth jerseys is, man, what better way to bring people into this fold, this positive community, the faithful then, faithful now, we're a different breed. <laughs> we're we're not we're not Detroit Lions fans or the Browns fans or whatever. We're different. Uh, we're the faithful. And so again, I want to say I, I'm very very encouraged to give all this stuff away. I, I love doing that stuff. I, I because I think it bolsters the community and positivity. And who doesn't like to win something? That's all I'm saying. Um, now let's talk some quarterbacks. Let's jump into this. And again, I still get this question probably about four to five times a day, and I don't want to put names on it, but it, 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 here's the question. Should Trey Lance start week one? Is Trey Lance going to start? How soon will Trey Lance start? Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. So here's, <laughs> I, I almost send out this video with like every single time I get this, but I'm going to let Kyle Shanahan answer it for me. And I, I feel the same way he feels almost to this point. Um... I mean, that's we'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't like playing this game, but everyone keeps asking me that question. I'm not just giving the answer just to satisfy the question. I think we got a pretty good idea, like I said, all along. Uh, I think our team does, and um, we're pretty good with it as long as I can keep surviving press conferences. <laughs> I love how salty he gets. So, number one, Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback week one um, against the JV Detroit Lions. Uh, really not worried about still the largest spread, uh, according to Vegas, of any week one game. It's not going to be close. It's going to be pretty dirty. Um, but things that you have to understand, and we always like to, and I, I think in the modern kind of sports talk world with, you know, Skip Baylesses and Stephen A's and those, you know, trash whatever people, um, they don't care about content or accuracy. They care about hot takes and clicks. And that's why I don't watch, I can't watch ESPN anymore. If they're not showing a college football or NFL game, I don't even touch that channel, um, which was my childhood, right? Like 13 year old John Chapman would like beat the crap out of me for not watching. Like you had to watch Sports Center at least three times through every single episode just in case you missed something, right? That was my old mentality growing up. But what we have to do is like step back. This process is going to organically solve itself. One, we're going to see Trey Lance get snaps week one. That has 100% been established, again, by the coach, by the preseason, by you look at the practices, you look at the preseason games, right? Week three, where they're literally moving the quarterbacks in and out. I don't think they're going to do it as much as they did versus the Raiders those first two series. But... Trey Lance is going to get snaps in pretty much every quarter of the game almost. Like, expect that. But I'm going to say probably like a 75-25 split goes towards Jimmy Garoppolo. He's the starting quarterback. And so, again, this organic transition that's going to take place. Either one, Jimmy balls out, and you just maintain that kind of 75-25 split, bring Trey in on a couple run plays, trick plays, whatever, allow him to learn that way. Or two, Jimmy's going to get hurt, in which case, hey, Trey Lance, step in. It's your time to shine. Or three, Jimmy G is not as good as you want him to be, which I know all the Jimmy G haters are like, ah, <laughs> of course he's not as good as we want him to be. That's why we drafted, you know, Trey Lance in the first place, right? But again, let's step back. Let's listen to the words of this front office and coaching staff. They drafted Trey Lance because... Jimmy G can't stay healthy, and they don't want that one injury to bankrupt their season again, uh, as it has done so twice in the last three years. Hold them to their word. If they didn't believe this, 
you can cut Jimmy right now and save all that money, which I know a lot of you are like, ah, do it, cut him. Not happening. So it's going to organically work itself out. And again, it's, it is in the best interest of all parties involved, all of them, to just go out there and for Jimmy G to ball out. That helps every single person. Now, again, take a step back. Aren't you glad we don't have freaking <laughs> Andy Dalton as our starter, you know, with this rookie on the bench? Like, that's different because I don't think anybody thinks Andy Dalton is a good enough quarterback to reach the Super Bowl, right? Like, Andy Dalton and Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think, are on the same level. I mean, he might not be a lot better, but he's better nonetheless. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but, oh, here we go. Tommy, thank you for the gift. He says, <laughs> Jared Goof getting sacked five times, one pick six. That's actually a pretty realistic. Uh, the five sacks is pretty realistic. I, th I think you're right. And, you know, if you go back, you know, I was really high on Panay Sewell. Took a year off. The lowest rated offensive lineman on Pro Football Focus all the way through the preseason. Lowest. He has not caught on quick. And so you mean to tell me you're going to get Nick Bosa out there, Samson out there, I mean, D Ford maybe out there, rotating against that rookie. I'm telling you right now, we know baby Giraffe Goff, he's, he's not going to be escaping pressure very much. So now I will say this, Lions have a very good offensive line as a whole. But man, that tackle situation, we're going to have to wait and see. Their, their strength is their interior and right tackle. Left tackle, if Panay Sewell can be what everybody thought he would be, then they have a top three offensive line in the NFL. That's the one strength of that team. But their strength is going against our strength, right? We kept 11 DTs or 11 defensive linemen. Like, we're good there, man. Um, and so, oh, I'm excited about that. And, you know, Raymond, I'm going to say this. He says, what's your key for this game? Man, I'm going to spend the next week developing. Again, if this is your first year with us, one, I want to say thank you. I really appreciate you guys joining us. We go live all year, uh, four times a week, three to four times a week. And, you know, we do bonus episodes over on Patreon. So if you want more John Chapman content, you can get that. Um, just go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast, join us there. But... I'm going to do a full scouting report. I haven't done it yet. So I'm still working through the preseason film. So I just this morning recorded another 35-minute breakdown on the 49ers defense versus the Raiders, which was awesome. But let me say this. Talanoa Hufunga is better than I thought he was, and I thought he was freaking great. That guy just gets better every single game. He's going to be starting very, very soon. All that to say, Raymond, um, yeah, after this, now it's time for me, just like Kyle Shanahan has said, it's not time to start implementing your new game plan for the Lions until Monday. So they're not even, you know, putting in packages or going over scout teams and stuff till Monday. So I'm going to follow that. Um, tomorrow I'm hoping to jump into some Lions film and I'll be building that through the week uh, scheme and all that stuff because you got always, you know, new coaches, uh, new defense, new offense, new personnel, all those things. So all my old Lions notes, I throw those away because Matt Patricia is never going to be a head coach again because he was absolute garbage. And they replaced him with another garbage head coach. But so I'll be going through that. So we'll have a full episode, believe you me, Raymond, on nothing but game plan, keys, weaknesses, strength, scheme, uh, blitz tendencies, and all that stuff. Because I got to go back through the coordinators, where they were before, and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of, <laughs> got to watch a lot of Saints, you know, film and go through that stuff with what he did um, with the Saints offense, because that's kind of what he's wanting to implement. Um, there in the defensive side as well. So uh, a lot of stuff to look through there. But let's stay with these quarterbacks. And again, Trey Lance is playing. Okay, we, we kind of, he's going to play. He's not starting. Jimmy's starting for the foreseeable, foreseeable future. But there was one play that kind of just, you know, <laughs> got me. You guys can see my rosy red shit. Got me a little jolly, I guess I'll say. Um, and this was... Trey Lance's first live rep, even all through preseason training camp, whatever, against a live defense with Raheem Mostert. And it didn't disappoint. He's going to read 51. And so you leave him untouched. This is the 11 on 11 because you don't block him because Trey Lance is assigned this guy. So again, if he sinks, then you give it. If he posts up field, he keeps it and just goes right there, goes right where he is. You're vacating, you're leveraging this player. And so, again, he comes in. Raheem Mostert's plenty fast. 
Gives you all you need to know. Look at that. I mean, it's just <laughs> you do not belong on the field with number 31. Look at the speed. The lightning. Mostert looks bigger. And golly, there is speed and then there's Mostert speed. You know, the two fastest times in the NFL recorded by a ball carrier um, over the last two years. I mean, the dude, he's track speed. He is just track speed. And those feet just get going. I mean, that it's normal time. And all these, I mean, 54, he's got a good pursuit angle. It ain't good enough. He barely gets the back end of him. Just like, <laughs> he's different. He's different. I, I kind of like, you know, uh, I'm different. Yeah, I'm different right there. Bre breaking into my uh, rap game, into my film breakdowns. But if you want to see that, head over to Patreon. Uh, that's why we're able to do all these giveaways and all that kind of stuff over there. But one of the things that I'll say, for Trey Lance to have a positive impact in this game, he doesn't have to do anything because the defense has to respect his running ability and it causes linebackers to sit, to hesitate, to check the backside. You can't just open up your pursuit angles and get on your horse and run in pursuit of the ball. You can't do that. Backside in, guess what? You got to sit. Counter cutback reverse, okay, Trey doesn't have it. Now go pursue, and that increases that backside A-cap cut, all those things. That's the big play in the Kyle Shanahan scheme. All because of Trey Lance's presence. Now Trey Lance will run some, and that's huge as well. But just the fact that his mere presence on the field increases the run gaps for people like Mostert. Um, and in Trey Lance fashion, they asked him what it was like being on the field with Mostert. And it's so funny, man. He 15 second sound clips. That's all he got. This one I think is 11 seconds. Here's Trey Lance on Mostert speed. I've seen it in practice for the last, you know, since since May. So uh, it was a ton of fun. Obviously, he's a special guy and, and doesn't really look like he has to try that hard to run that fast, which is is very fun. I'm glad he's on my team. <laughs> just boo boo boo. Not only is Trey Lance fast with his feet, he's fast with his mouth too, because it's just it's just all right, we're getting through this, move on. Get through this, move on. One of my uh kind of pet peeves as a coach is coaches that talk too damn much. And what I mean by that is we're practicing and like I, I tell my coaches like quick phrases, okay? We're not pausing practice to go into a lecture. No, no, no. Quick phrases so that we can get more reps. Quick, 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 quick. It's so like you get some of these, like especially the Southback in Texas, right? Like you get some of these good old boys that just you know talk at the, like this slow pace and just whatever. It's like no, no, no. Phrases, quick. Let's go, let's go. We got to get more reps. Um, I think Trey Lance going to be a pretty damn good coach if he wants to do that. But that's way down the line. Uh, Dan. He says, man, uh, he froze number 51 so bad, he could have gotten 15 yards with either choice. Hand it off or keep it. He would have got the first no matter what. You're right. And this is another aspect of Trey Lance and all quarterbacks. When in doubt, hand it off. If you're not 95% sure that the read is to keep it, you hand it off every single time because you don't want your quarterback getting hit. And Trey Lance alluded to this later in that press conference. I don't have it pulled up right now. It takes a while to get the clips loaded in the system. But um, he basically said, like, I'm going to give it until they force me not to give it. And that's the mindset. If you don't know, hand it off every time. It has to be blatantly obvious for the quarterback in that zone read system to say, all right, we're going to keep it. So uh, very excited. <laughs> this, this is uh, Kyle Shanahan. Again, I've, I've said this. This is a brand new way to bring in a rookie quarterback. Nobody's done it before. And, you know, I've gotten, like, emails and whatever, like, oh, you're overstating it. And, you know, they did this with Lamar Jackson and all that stuff. Nobody's done this. Nobody has ever, if they do what they did versus the Raiders, where you're swapping your quarterbacks out every other play, nobody's done that. That's never happened. Will it be successful? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Obviously, we want it to be. Um Sure as hell was successful in that preseason game. It's been pretty successful so far through training camp, uh, but we'll see. Uh, worst comes to worst, they'll have to kind of pull it. Uh, anyway, here we go. Let's talk practice squad. And again, you know, I've alluded to this a few times. The practice squad for the 49ers is the most valuable practice squad in the NFL. Not because they have better players. Not because whatever else. It's because Kyle Shanahan, the Kyle Shanahan loyalty program is a real thing. 
You look at the people on our roster, and again, this is off the top of my head right now. Number 27, Nick Mullins, Matt Breida, Roz Dwelly, I mean, Emmanuel Mosley. You can go on and on and on and on. Aziz, it, there's so many players on this 49ers roster since Kyle Shanahan has arrived that have come off the practice squad. It's huge. He utilizes it much more than any other coach in the NFL because, again, Kyle wants his guys. Kyle wants guys that have been in his system for a long time. It's very complex. And so he would – I he's never said this, but let, let me set this up this way. Madden attributes whatever. Let's say he has a player that could be you know, an 80 overall player or a player that's a 76 overall player. If the 76 overall player has played for Kyle Shanahan before, he will take him every single time over this 80 overall player. Because Kyle Shanahan and his father was the same way. I could do whatever I want as long as they understand my system. It's my system. It's not so much the talent. Yeah, the talent matters. But whenever you get on these, you know, bubble roster guys, these kind of, you know, backup replacements, it's much more important that they understand the scheme and the responsibilities and they don't mess up. And if that happens, again, he's going to take a lesser guy that he knows. Uh, it, it's just what it is. So, uh, real quick, Sudfeld, nobody claimed him. Can't believe Josh Rosen made an active roster and not Nate Sudfeld. But, you know, this benefits the 49ers. Very glad to have him. Uh, fullback Josh Hockett, love that. That way, if Kyle, you know, if check goes down, Roz Dwelly will step in in a game. But if it's a long-term injury, then you'll sign Josh Hockett to the active roster. Uh, so it just gives you, again, it's a safety net approach, right? Hockett could step in and start right now, but you you won't pull him up. And again, remember, you get to pull two practice players up every week, okay? You can't do it over and over again with the same person. I think each one gets called up twice, uh, and that's all they're allowed to be called up before you have to sign them to the team. But uh, Hawkett's not going to get called up. He'll be one of the guys that just sits there, and, and the only way he'll get called up is if Juice goes down. Wide receivers, we kept two of them. River Craycraft, uh, he's always back and forth. And Travis Benjamin. I think that this one is really, really important. And, you know, I put this little note in my notes. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was dumb. Uh, <laughs> I think Travis Benjamin will be one of the first people called up for weeks one. Um, because if everyone's healthy, I think you bring Travis Benjamin up and he will be your punt returner. Punt return is kind of weird because we don't have one person on the actual 53-man roster to return punts for the 49ers this preseason. Now, you know, the depth chart's going to go something like this. Brandon Ayuk will be one. Number two, probably Muhammad Sanu. And then I think Travis Benjamin would be number three. So I think they'd call something up. Like Again, our punt return since Kyle Shanahan has arrived, despite drafting people like Dante Pettis, Brandon Ayuk, whatever else, it's been trash. It's been among the worst in the NFL every single year, all five years since Kyle Shanahan's been here. So keep that in mind. And so, again, if you got to put Brandon Ayuk back there, I'm cool with it. Now, there's safe return, and then there's explosive return, right? If you're backed up and, you know, they're punting where it could be a possible touchback situation. Yeah, it's just a fair catch. You know, somebody safe return. You're not going to have, you're not going to get much out of it. But if our defense is playing lights out and they're punting from their own 20, that's when Ayuk comes back there because now he's got some, you know, he's going to have some space to do some work. Um, so I think Travis Benjamin would be called up, and I would not be surprised if he's your starting punt returner um, coming off the practice squad. I really don't, and, you know, if they go Travis Benjamin for two weeks, then I think it'd be River Craycraft up the next two weeks after that. So you're getting your punt returner, but you don't have to worry too much about all the other stuff going on there. Oh, man, uh, Shot J, just want to say thank you, man. Uh, he said, felt like interrupted the show again. Salute. Salute, brother. Uh, really appreciate the gift. That is incredible. Always a big supporter. Really thankful. Um, really appreciate it. Tight end, Jordan Matthews, baby. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Nobody wanted the wide receiver tight end con uh, convert. convert, And I was pretty surprised uh, Michael Pruitt didn't get this. But they gave it to Jordan Matthews instead. 
And then we kept four offensive linemen. Alfredo uh, Gutierrez, which, again, he doesn't count uh, part of the international exchange program. So he gets to stay with us because he cleared waivers. Uh, does not count as a true practice squad player. So we basically had an extra guy there. Uh, Corbin, Kafusi, uh, Sinio, Kelamente. And then probably the most important one is Colton McKivitz. Now, everybody was upset, at least I was upset, about Tom Compton you know, making the roster over Colton McKivitz just because youth and upside, you basically wrote off Colton McKivitz. But so did the rest of the NFL because he didn't get he didn't get claimed. And I, I can't believe that, but I'm thankful <laughs> for that. And so I expect him to be called up too. You know, if you look at this practice squad or as the 53-man roster, you kept an extra defensive guy over offense. But I think that when you call your two players up, one of the two guys that have to be called up has to be O-line. I think that's going to be Colton McKivitz, especially why Aaron Banks is hurt because I don't think I think Aaron Banks is going to be inactive for the first three to four weeks with his injury. So Colton McKivitz will back up you know, the guard spots, and then I think you tra- call up Travis Benjamin and he'll punt return. Um, now, before we jump into the defense, baby, um, man, I got to talk about this. I'm so pumped. The Philly 49ers rush road trip. All the details are cemented, uh, emailed out. Everybody that's already bought tickets, uh, just the entire agenda, you know, with the hotel, when the party is, where the party is, where the tailgate is, all that stuff. If you're going to be anywhere near Philly, you got to come party with us. So excited, guys. We have worked so hard for this, and all the details are finally finished and coming together. The 49ers Rush Road Trip for our Philly game, which is going to be week two. So that's Saturday, September 18th, the night before the game. We are going to be meeting up at the Drinker's Pub, which I freaking love it. I mean, if you've ever been to Philly, or again, uh, shout out to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the pub is the heart of of Philadelphia. It's just what it is. So we have, this place is awesome. I've been there before. It's only a few short blocks away from our hotel. We're staying at the awesome Warwick Hotel in Renton House Square. Come join us. We have the second floor all to ourselves. We've got pool tables. we got multiple TVs for college football on. We've got giveaways, raffles. We have our own bar service and food service. It's going to be an absolute blast. Hang out, drink, but more importantly, come for the community. It's going to be 49ers fans flying in from all over the place. From 6.30 to 9.30, if you want to go party out afterwards, that's cool. But again, we're going to be hanging out there for a long time. So head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Click on Philly. This is week two, okay? And buy your tickets there. They're 25 bucks, and everything that we bring in through the website, it's going back to giveaways. I've bought multiple jerseys, giveaways, autograph memorabilia. So whenever you come in, you're going to get raffle tickets, all those things. We're going to be doing trivia, lots of stuff, lots of ways just to have a blast with people that you want to hang out with. So head over there. Again, this is the Drinker's Pub Saturday, and we're staying at the Warwick Hotel. By the way, we still have discount rate available for hotels at the Warwick Hotel in Renton House Square. It's one of the best historic hotels in Philly, and you get to save about 50 bucks a night if you go over there and book it. So uh, if you haven't got tickets yet, you need to get over there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Again, this is for week two. Let's go, baby. Have some fun with us. I love it. And yeah, just one quick update to that. The link for on 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, if you go there, the link for the hotel doesn't work anymore because the way hotels work is once you get within a couple weeks, they take down the promotional links. But I negotiate if you still want to stay there and get a discount hotel, you just got to call. So call the Warwick Hotel, which again, the link's on there, and just tell them you're at the 49ers Rush Party, and they'll be able to help you out. Uh, that's there. And again, all these jerseys, I want to say thank you to Pristine Auction. If you want to participate in Pristine Auction, man, go there. Use promo code RUSH, R-U-S-H. Saves you 10 bucks on something and helps the podcast so we can do more of these. Uh, we're giving away a lot of stuff. I spent way too much money <laughs> on this trip. Um, I got to learn how to do a trip and do like all these promotional things where I make money. Uh, <laughs> I'm like the worst business person ever. But um Everything for me is just about people having fun, building the community. That's what I want to do, um, and, and that's what it's all about. And I do want to say shout-out to Chuck B. Uh, if you guys have ever watched our draft content or if you were with me way back when I was on the NFL Express, um, at host Chuck B, he's going to be in Chicago and Philly 
um, he's got to be partying with us, which is going to be awesome. So uh, he's he's a lot more fun than I am. I'll say that. Uh, definitely more responsible. So he'll be keeping an eye on me, making sure I don't get too crazy. Now let's go to the defensive side. Because these, <laughs> if if I was asked, okay, where is more talent on this team? Hands down, it's the defense. And then if you want to extend that to the practice squad, it's so true there as well. Because you have Alex Barrett and Darion Daniels, who have been, I, I swear, man, they've been on this practice squad for a minute, and they just get better and better and better. And they're putting so much good tape out there that eventually they're going to get claimed. But for some reason, NFL teams are missing out on this, and I'm so thankful because these guys, these guys are incredible. Um, Alex Barrett and Darion Daniels, like, man, they're good. I cannot believe they're still there. Elijah Sullivan. Now, the linebackers, Jonas Griffith, who I love, got traded. Um, so that, that was there. And then the other linebacker got claimed by the Giants. Giants claim our linebackers every year. 49ers had the most players claimed, by the way. Off of you know guys that they you waived, they had the most players claimed of any team in the NFL, and it wasn't tied. They by themselves were there. So understand that doesn't even count Josh Rosen. Like we one hundred percent just by that standard alone shows the depth of the roster. We wish we could have pulled off a couple trades so that that wouldn't happen, but it's what it is. So we kept Alex Barrett, Darion Daniels on the D line. We kept Elijah Sullivan, the last <laughs> remaining linebacker, and Jared Maiden, man, who, wow, incredible play this preseason. Uh, we offered Ha Ha Clinton Dix, but he didn't want to join on the practice squad. He wants a roster spot, so he's going to wait for an injury and hope he gets called up. And I'll, I'll be honest, he played incredible. So, like, he he's definitely got that. And a lot of that, too, is the 49ers dominated the preseason. You know, how much stock do you put into that? But he put on some good tape, and so I, I like that. Uh, look at this. I'm nobody you need to know. Thank you for the gift, my friend. He said the 49ers are 9-1 and one versus the Lions since 1998. Week 1 makes us 10-1. and one. Yeah, that's pretty bad, man. But the Lions have been bad for a long time. Um, and, you know, now they're quarterbacks in our division. I get that. Um, but it's just, I don't know, man, the lines are bad for bad franchises are bad for a reason. It usually starts at the top and it stays that way. Now some late additions. So those are the names of the practice squad that we know they've been with us, but we added four new guys, which is interesting because it used to be a 12 team practice. First it was 10 teams, 10 or 10 players on the practice squad, then 12, then it was 16 after COVID. So we brought in four players that we don't know. Uh, we haven't seen. And so I want to talk a little bit about each one of them. Um, linebacker Rashad Smith he played with disease in college at Florida um, Atlantic. He's an underside speed cover guy, not not overly. He's not a big dude, and a special team stud. I think that's going to kind of be his role because Elijah Sullivan's going to get you know practice reps at all three linebacker spots, which we're pretty short at Mike currently. We're really really short at Mike. If for some reason Fred Warner missed snaps, which he never does, I think Drake Greenlaw would take over the Mike role. Again, this is just my own personal opinion. And then you would, you know, replace on the outside with Elijah Sullivan. But Rashad Smith, he's another guy that would be an outside backer, kind of special teams guy. Um, we also brought in a corner, D. Virgin, a nickel corner guy and a special teamer, you know, smaller, undersized, under 200 pounds. Just, again, more... That spot's going to rotate. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California. Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. 
So, download the app today. Use code 49ers, 49ERS, for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And what I mean by that is this. They did this a couple years ago. That Kyle Shanahan likes to protect his practice squad. But at the quarterback position, man, they're rotating that, trying to figure out who can you know do what they want. But again, another small guy. The transitions, it's complete. We don't have big corners. We don't. Dante Johnson's the biggest corner we got. Everybody else is like 5'10 to 6, just over 6 foot. There is no Richard Sherman 6'3, 6'4 corners, 6'2 corners anymore. The, the Niners have moved past that. They're not doing that anymore. Wide receiver Isaiah Zuber. And I think this one's probably the most interesting to me because he's a small slot guy. We don't have a lot of small slot guys. But also, he led the Big 12 in punt return average all the way back in 2018. Um, He was at K-State, transferred to Mississippi State, had some injuries, whatever else. But this is a specific, can this guy return punts in a pinch? And again, you only get to call players up from the practice squad for two games. So, again, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think a wide receiver is going to be rotating those practice, uh, you know, being called up just as a punt returner or emergency punt returner. So maybe if Isaiah Zuber can prove that, after River Craycraft gets his two cracks at it, after Travis Benjamin, that might be something that's there. It's just a backup option. And tight end, Tanner Hudson. Um, he is a receiving tight end, not a blocker, um, that went off in the preseason. He had 11 receptions on 13 targets for Tampa Bay. Um, they're kind of stocked at <laughs> the tight end position. They got three pretty good studs there. Uh, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard, of course, the Gronk himself. So, like, that's there. That's going to round out our practice squad. It's 16 very, very capable players. Now, of course, the four haven't watched film on, you know, did a little bit of research, but we'll have to wait and see. And if any of these guys get called up, you know, we don't know about that until literally the day of. So we'll have to see what, or I think it's two days before now. Yeah, but we'll find out about that as it keeps going. Now, before we jump to our next part, I want to get to some questions. And again, if you guys have questions, tag me at John Chapman in the chat so I can see it. Uh, and Let's get through some questions. But before we do, man, if you're hungry and you want to lose weight, I got something for you. Guys, I'm here with you today. Everyplate.com. This is incredible. You want to eat healthy? You want to save money? This is the spot to do it in. I love this thing. It, here's the deal. We get the box of meals sent to us. You've got like 14 plus recipes to choose from. They're all delicious. You get a box. It's completely contactless. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to do anything. They send you everything you need. Recipes and directions included. And everything cooks in less than 30 minutes. And you're like, all right, yeah, I've heard these things before. It's always too expensive. Well, guess what? This gives you fuller wallets. This is America's best value meal kit, and it's not even close. It's $1.99 per meal. Did you hear that? And that's going to be the code to get uh, this awesome offer. Everyplate.com. Use promo code 49ers199. 49ers199 because it's only $1.99. So get started over there. And here's the deal. Once you sign up and you get your meals for $1.99 per meal, it's stupid how cheap this is, you get an additional, that's right, extra, 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and, again, using the promo code 49ers199. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw this out there, too. My oldest son, he's 17, football player, trying to gain weight. I'm trying to lose weight. 
This helps both of us achieve our goals and it tastes delicious. He's able to, I don't cook. I got two full-time jobs. I don't have time for that. My son, my high school son is able to go through this, follow it with ease. It's not stressful for him. Food is delicious. It's absolutely incredible. So um, you want to support the show. This is the best way. Uh, get healthy, lose weight, and save money at the same time. Head over to everyplate.com. Use promo code 49ers199. I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Head over there. Come on. It's insane deal. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Back to some questions. Uh, I want to say thank you for the gift, Charlie. He, <laughs> this is a fun one. Was Mike Singletary a decent coach in your opinion? No. Um, I think that he was a good position coach. He, uh, I would not want him as a DC. Um and I think this is a little bit more of a personality thing. And and you can go kind of like the Norv Turner approach, right? Like you can be an amazing coach or an amazing player and not be a great head coach. They're different things because when you're a head coach, Chip Kelly, he falls in this category as well. I think Mike Singletary is better than Chip Kelly. But if you look at the success that you know Chip Kelly might have at UCLA or that he did have at Oregon, you can do that in the college and high school ranks. I know a lot of POS, horrible human beings that are great football coaches whenever you look at the win-loss record because that kind of megalomaniac, crazy person uh, mentality, it kind of works in a system that's kind of closed shop and you know kids can't leave schools and colleges and all that stuff. Like You're stuck. When you commit to a school, you're stuck. Now, the transfer portal's trying to help with that, but you got to graduate college before you can do that. So like they got you for three years. And you can have success at that. When you're in the NFL, these are grown men making millions of dollars that have been there. Or some of them are older than you. It doesn't work those that way. Now, the one thing that I can credit Singletary with, and again, if you want to go back and listen, right before um, OTAs and stuff started, we did best and worst coaches of all time for the 49ers, and that was a blast. That was a, I really enjoyed it. I think it was the lowest watched and downloaded show I've ever done, but it might be my favorite show I've ever done. <laughs> but if you haven't, just look it up or scroll down, whatever. Uh, best and worst coaches, uh, front office, all time for the 49ers. Mike Singletary is pretty low down there. Now, he helped, you know, revive Vernon Davis, you know, was a position coach for Patrick Willis and Bowman. I get those things, but he was an embarrassment. Um, I, I think that the product that he put out there on the field, it, it became more about him than it was the team or the uniform uh, eventually. And so that that's that's an issue for me. But if you just wanted him as an extra defensive guy, oh, then I would hire him right now. Like you want to, you know, just an assistant whatever, or a linebacker coach, yes, then he would be, he would excel at that. But no, I'm not putting him anywhere near good or decent coach. I, I don't think that it goes there. Um, he's got some good sound bites. I'll give him that. Uh, Rolls Royce, he says, John, um, are we sleeping on Hurd? I think we are. You know, the front office has shown Jalen Hurd that they're going to stay by him. He's getting the Dante Pettis treatment. He hasn't shown anything, right? He hasn't shown anything. He made it through one preseason game in two years. But you invested that third-round pick in, you know, the NFL's a meritocracy for the predominantly most part. However, some people get second, third, fourth chances, and other people never get a second chance. And a lot of that has to do with perceived value or capital, draft capital that's invested in. It's a sunken cost theory, right? Um, if... Juwan Jennings went through the exact same thing as Jalen Hurd. Juwan Jennings wouldn't be on this team. But because he's a seventh rounder, he got one chance and he you know, took advantage after that. We'll see what happens. Hurd gets two chances, right? That's the idea. You look at guys like Matt Breida. Matt Breida had, yeah, I think he fumbled three times in like nine carries, and he was done. Kyle Shanahan refused to give him the ball. You remember when Matt Breida went in to spell? Um... <laughs> Raheem Moster in the NFC Championship game, I think, and Kyle Shanahan got pissed off and called the timeout, even though we were up at like 20 points. Like, that dude doesn't touch the ball for my team ever again. Like, we knew it, and then we traded him, which was awesome. But, like, it's different. So, are we sleeping on Hurt? Yeah, I think we are, because what he showed us in that one game versus the Raiders, explosiveness was not there. Uh, two bad drops, that was, that was Hurt. That hurt. Um, but... We know what he can do. 
But once you get to this stage with a player that's had this type of, you know, injuries and stuff, it's, hey, until you show me, eh, I don't care. Like, you have to show us. There is no, like, oh, well, whatever. We'll see. Maybe he can. No, no, no. Until you show us. It's kind of like that with D Ford, too, and his injury. We've seen it from D Ford before, but those back to back years of injuries, I'm going to believe it when I see it. You got to show me. I'm excited, and I think that he can, but you got to show us. I hope Hurt is amazing because the wide receiver is probably the biggest weakness on this team currently. Whenever you look at depth, I know Debo and Ayuk are amazing. You can throw Kittle in there as well, but man, Mohamed Sanu, that's our number three. Trent Sherfield, that's our number four. Like, what, what are you going to do with that? Like, it's not a lot there. It's really there. Tommy says, is Campbell even an upgrade at coach over Matt Patricia? I think he is. Um, I, I've been, you know, Adam Gase and Matt Patricia were the lowest of the low, and everybody in the NFL knew it, and they just stuck with it for an extra year because they thought maybe he'd turn it around. When they hired Dan Campbell, I was just like, oh, my God. What is they had Robert Sala in their building. He's from freaking Michigan. The state senators were trying. Like, they could have got Sala. But I don't know. They, they were negotiating on years and all that stuff, and they lost him. And to wind up with Dan Campbell, you can watch a press conference and just be like, this ain't it. This ain't it. Like, this is – you know, the two coaches that keep stick out this year that – it's the Eagles coach, Sirianni, and it's Dan Campbell. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm a grown man, and I see these guys at their press conference, and I'm just like, yikes. That is whatever it is, they don't have it. So I don't understand how these guys came across in an interview, and the and the owners were like, yep, this is what we want over Robert Sala. I just don't understand it. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But... The fact that the roster he has, now I will say the draft trades that they have made, I'm all for. Shipping away Stafford, you know, uh, just getting so many future draft picks and just, you know, rebuilding that. I like that. I just don't think he's a good coach. Um, but we'll have to see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Um, there's lots of really good coaches out there that you could hire, and they just keep. <sighs> bad teams are bad for a reason. And that's what I'll say. Um, from Rolls Royce, do the Niners have the best running back uh, in the NFL? I don't think so. No, not even close. I love Raheem Mostert. But the fact that, you know, he went through what he did in seven teams and all that kind of stuff, no, no, no. I love the 49ers running back room, though. Golly, uh, it hurts that we lost Wayne Gallman, but, man, back to front, front to back, it's solid. Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon, they're going to kind of switch out together. That's 1A, 1B. You'll mix in a little bit of, you know, Jamichael Hasty and Elijah Mitchell. But then you got check as well. And once we get to, like, week seven or eight, guess what? Jeff Wilson's back, and I think he's the third best running back, maybe second best running back on this team as soon as he steps up. Um, <laughs> Charlie, remember when our leading receiver was Jeremy Curley? Yeah. Again, I started this episode, and... I remember it was, you have to understand where we've been to understand where we are to understand where we're going. It's perspective. Jeremy Curley was the best wide receiver on this team. He got cut the next year and didn't get picked up. Like it, He led our team in receiving. He ran good routes, had good hands, but like, no. Just no. Now you look at, you know, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, like, oh. It's just, it's a better roster. And that 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 gets me excited. Um, real quick, this is a question from Brian from Patreon. Um, he says, got a question for the show. Thanks for your support, by the way, Brian. Um, what are your feelings about whether Roger Craig and Tom Rathman deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Um, my vote is yes, but wanted your thoughts. Remember, Craig was the first player ever to go 1,000 for 1,000. Yeah, Um you know, Falk did it later. He was in the Hall of Fame. I get that. There is no argument in the absolute world where Roger Craig does not belong in the NFL Hall of Fame. Um, Four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl champ. He's on the all-decade 1980s team. He was the 1988 AP Offensive Player of the Year. He led the NFL in receptions in 1985. Led the entire NFL. And 
whenever you look at, you know, I, I don't have this in front of me. I have a list of all these famous wide receivers that he has more catches up than. Uh, I mean, it's guys like Drew Pearson who just got in this year. Now, and whenever I say these things like Drew Pearson or Marshall Falk, I'm not saying he deserves it in their place. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to take anything away from Marshall Falk. I'm not trying to take anything away from Drew Pearson. I'm saying he belongs with, not instead of. There is no reason why this guy is not in the Hall of Fame. It's an absolute sham. And usually what happens is the sports writers decide, well, that dynasty got enough guys in. We're not going to put any more in. That's stupid. That's dumb. I, I There's teachers that I work with that do that. Well, you know, I only give out five A's per class because, like, I want to get this bell curve. Man, shut the hell up. You're not in it for the kids. That's not why you're here. That You're here for your own whatever reasons. You're not thinking about the individuals. Tell me Roger Craig's not a freaking Hall of Famer. Super Bowls, check. Best at his position, check. Longevity, check. Records, check. Prestige. You can, if, if I tell you to close your eyes and picture Roger Craig playing football, you see both hands on the ball, those knees churning above his waist. Like, it's iconic. It's iconic. And he played, like, I was, I was born in 1982. His first year was 1983. But, like, it's still, like, he led the NFL in yards per scrimmage one year. He had a 2,000-yard year. What the? Oh, man, you got to get me all. <laughs> you get me bad, people. You get me bad. Now, Tom Rathman's a different story, okay? And I love Tom Rathman, man. I was a fullback. My number, like, I played with 44 um, for two years in high school. Like, I love Tom Rathman. Um, however, whenever you start looking at, you know, statistical things or longevity or any of those things, it doesn't really work as well because he missed a lot, a lot of games. Um, sorry, he didn't miss a lot of games, but he didn't play very long. Right. So he had eight years with the 49ers, one year with the Raiders. But that's the thing. If, if you're going to have a short career, you've got to be somebody like Megatron, right. Or Patrick Willis, who's still getting freaking hosed. But uh, he'll get in there eventually. There's no doubt Patrick Willis will get in there. It just might take some time. And so, like, the longevity's kind of an issue. And then the stats are a little bit of an issue. But, again, Tom Rathman, he had 73 catches one year as a fullback, which, good Lord, how is that even possible? I don't think that he deserves it. You know, if you it, – it, I wish that he would be in there. You know, I'm just looking now. The Hall of Fame monitor – for running backs and fullbacks for this is according to pro football reference is 106 um his his pro football hall of fame monitor is 23 so i don't think that he's really even close now that exact same barometer um you look at it you know they have a 77.5 for Roger Craig but that's rough for me and again that doesn't mean you're in it's just that's the average number for running backs that did get in. So, yeah, Roger Craig, I think, eventually will get in. I don't think there's a, a doubt about that. Tom Rathman, I don't think that argument can be made, even though I love him. I think a ring of honor for the 49ers, that's, you know, a realistic option for sure. But I think that's kind of as far as you can kind of go there. Um, Shot Jay, real quick, he says, if our defensive faces a hurry-up offense to keep us from using substitutions, who would you uh, want our D-line for an all-purpose effectiveness type thing? So you need motor guys. Um, and I think, you know, if, if, if I was designing, if somebody said, look, you got to pick your four D-linemen that are going to be out there for an eight-play stretch and no subs, okay? Started with your best. You're going Nick Bosa, and you're going Samson. Um, those are my D-ends. I'm putting Eric Armstead inside as my hybrid guy. And then probably... Man, I probably put Kevin Givens because I feel like his motor is probably the highest out of everybody. And again, I'm high on Kevin Givens, but Javon Kinlaw is just so damn big. You don't want one of those just massive all muscle dudes. And I get Armstead's big, but those would probably be the four I'd put out there. Um, you know, Bosa, Samson, uh, not D Ford for sure. Um, and then I'd kick in Armstead, and then I'd put Givens there. I think that'd probably be the best way to go. So, um, to Ron, he says this, John, you're not saying Roger Craig is on Marshall Fox level. Are you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, you know, Marshall Falk, I think he kind of 
brought back the receiving kind of everything. Marshall Falk was incredible. But I am saying that Roger Craig is Hall of Fame worthy. Um, do I think that those two players on the same level? I don't. But again, Roger Craig is for real. He he was a thousand and thousand yard running back. What thirty years before Marshall Falk? Like he 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 was so far ahead of his time. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll leave it with that. So you guys are awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Now next week we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to do our preseason bet special um, next episode, so look forward to that. I've got way too many. I'm not going to share all my bets on here. Um, I will on Patreon, however. I post everything that I bet or put money on, and I'll put that on Patreon. So if you're want, if you one of our bettors, again, my bookie, uh, you know that, that's the place to go. Use promo code 49ers. That's the place to go. Uh, they got a free bet up right now. I'm just telling you. Use that uh, promo code 49ers. We'll talk a little bit more about this next episode. But you guys are the absolute best. Love you guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.